Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I am seriously super, super pumped to hang out with the one and only Taylor Hardy today. So Taylor Hardy, first of all, is just a queen, and I met her. We've known each other for a few years now um, through church Mm -hmm. and just through the sweet town of Murfreesboro and all those fun things. But this girl has an amazing, well, she's a woman. She's like a mom now. But this this woman has an amazing ministry through Shiloh Collect. And uh, she's also the uh, designer of all of the podcast covers that you see. So that amazing work is Taylor's. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Georgia. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super pumped to hang out with you. Thanks for making time for us. Of course. So what have you been up to during this quarantine time? Not too much. I have a four-month-old, so been hanging out with him a lot, uh, feeding him, all the fun things that <laughs> are required of having a baby. So it's been sweet just soaking in that time and having my husband around. Yeah. And we've been working on some house projects, so it's been fun. That's awesome. Oh, and Shiloh has been kicking back up. Yes. So we took a little break uh, when I had Ryman in December. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of had a little slow fade back into things just so I don't overwhelm myself. So now that we've had more time from the quarantine, I've been able to pick things back up a little bit, which has been fun. Oh, that's so good. I'm super pumped because I just love Shiloh Collect and I want all of our friends to hear how just Shiloh started, how you and your best friend just were at Liberty and oh, just all the things. So like, can you just start from the beginning? Yes, of course. So I went to Liberty University. I started in 2012, which feels like yesterday, but it was not. (laughs) So I started then, and there I met my best friend, Michaela. We had always kind of dreamed about having a business together. We took all of our communications classes together, and it was just so fun. Then we both moved to Tennessee, both got married, and I had been in a full-time job and kind of just been miserable. I was like, this Mm -hmm. is not what I want to do. This is not what I feel like the Lord has for me, and I don't feel like I'm using my giftings or talents at all right now. So I'd been talking to her about it. Ended up leaving my job on a whim and was just like, the Lord's going to provide and we're going to figure this out. A few weeks after I had left my job, Michaela came to me and she's like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I feel like I need to be a part of it. And so with her kind of brain power and my design, we were like, let's start something kind of with the idea of launching collections that would encourage girls and women to be in the word. Um, and bring hope to a weary world. So everything kind of centers around that of just making beautiful products that encourage women and then also just uh, sharing our heart on social media, what the Lord's been teaching us and what we kind of wish we knew in high school and college and different things like that. Oh, girl, you do just that. Like, oh, Mick and Tay are the dream team. And every post you do is so authentic. Like, I can just see your hearts through everything that you do. And all your products also are like super cute. So, I mean, there's also that. And that's like, oh, just the cherry on top because the foundation <laughs> of just the truth and the scripture, like Always that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. But then you got your like cute sweatshirts and your state stickers and just the mugs, everything and like your studies and oh, I just love it all. And then one of your new products that has really like kicked up in this past year is your husband journal. Yes, we started the husband prayer journal about a year ago 
both of us had written letters to our future husbands and really felt like a strong conviction over then being married and not praying as much as we had in our Mm. singleness. So we created this journal not only to be for single girls praying over their future husband or girls that are in a relationship or girls that are engaged and want to give it to their husband at their wedding, but also for girls that are married and want to have a specific place to pray those prayers for their husband and their families. Wow. I love that. That was like my big question that I really wanted to talk to you about was, what do you wish that you knew at 21 about praying for your husband? Because I know for me, some days I'm like, oh my gosh, he's actually a person. Like he's breathing on this side of heaven too. And then other days I'm like, oh, he needs to hurry up. And then other days I'm like, I need to slow down. So I guess like my main question for you, Taylor, is just throughout your journey of singleness and then dating and then, you know, meeting your husband, Danny, just all those things through your internships. What are things that you wish that you knew about praying for your husband or just that journey of singleness? I have about a thousand things I could say about praying over your future husband or your husband currently. I think one of the first things is when we created the husband prayer journal, we really wanted people to realize that it's not just a tool for a magic genie, like for your, all your wishes to come true, but it is something that allows you to ask God for your deepest desires and grow with him Mm. through those things that you desire. And before I had met Danny and in college and high school, even I had just kind of was like, if I pray and I, and I do it well, and if I'm good at it, and if they have these beautiful letters and if I just keep asking God, then he's going to give me what I want. Mm. And while God is there and may have a desire for you to have that husband, there is so much more beauty and like intimacy with Christ in that waiting period than just like getting what you want, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. And so I felt like for so long, I was way more focused on the end goal rather than growing with Christ in that season. And so then when I did meet Danny, um, I had a lot of false expectations mm. and just a lot of unrealistic ideas of marriage because I had kind of idolized it for so long Mm -hmm. and I didn't have the healthiest view, even in journaling and preparing and praying and asking God for these things. I didn't have the healthiest view of marriage because I thought it was going to meet, like satisfy all my needs. Like I genuinely remember thinking before I got married that I wasn't going to have any struggles or problems after I got married because obviously marriage is the end goal. Like there's nothing else. (laughs) And I was very rudely awakened when (laughs) we got married, which is the bad thing. Like I just realized how selfish I was and Mm -hmm. just like little things like that. I think like one of my biggest like hearts in all of this is just to see girls grow closer with the Lord through something that they desire. Mm. Yeah, that is beautiful. And that's, that's something that you do in this journal so well that I just love because there's like this one page of prayer prompts on the left. It says prayers for his walk with the Lord. And then on the right, it says prayer for your walk with the Lord, because Mm -hmm. through all this, like it's so easy to get set on your future and what you're wanting in someone else. But it's another thing to point the mirror back on you and be like, okay, sister, let's, let's work on this masterpiece first because, whoo, yes. (laughs) 
and that was like another one of my like convictions is I was like, I had all these standards and expectations for a guy, but then like I was a hot mess <laughs> and still am to this day. Yeah. Uh, all works in progress, but I, I just truly was so focused on this idea of a guy instead of what I truly felt like God had in store for marriage. And Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things in those prompts throughout the journal is instead of it being something that maybe seems like Prince Charming and something like that, those prompts walk you through genuine things that help encourage your marriage and your walk with the Lord. Yeah. Cause that was something just, I felt like I didn't have, that was no one's fault, but Mm -hmm. it, and until you're in it, like it's hard to see sometimes, you know? Right. Do you think there was ever a time where you idolized this season of marriage more than you were serving the season of singleness that you were in? Cause sometimes I get questions on Instagram of, some of my sweet girlfriends asking me like, Hey, like, how do you not idolize your future? How do you not focus so much on your future that you forget to, to walk in the days that the Lord is providing with you right now? Oh yeah, for sure. And I remember when I was single in college specifically, people would be like, just learn how to be content in this season. And you'll be, you'll, you'll kind of understand contentment more in other seasons. And not that I disagree with that statement, but I don't know if contentment is the best thing when your heart does desire something. And I remember mm. wanting to be a mom even. And, you know, there are certain things that aren't necessarily bad things that your heart desires. And so I remember when we were uh, waiting to get pregnant that I had kind of wrote down in my journal um, instead of learning to be content in this season, how can you just learn to be with Jesus in this season? Mm. And so my encouragement to anybody in a, a season of waiting would be to think not, how do I be content or learn how to like be okay with this season? Because there are going to be seasons that you're not okay with. You know, mm-hmm. my husband just lost his father and this is not a season that he's okay. Yeah. But we're learning how to be with Jesus in this season. So even in your singleness and in your waiting or whatever it may be, how can you be with Jesus? And how maybe on the days that seem harder or or more discouraging, what does it look like to just be with him and, mm. and enjoy him and enjoy his presence and know that there is purpose in the waiting? Because I think it can get distracting Mm -hmm. and can make it so hard. But I think when you can just learn to be with him, then the rest will overflow of serving him and loving others and being honest with others and, and sharing your heart and being like, you know, this isn't, this isn't where I want to be like, but I know who God is Mm -hmm. through all of this. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And, and I think there's, like this part where we can be with Jesus, but still be so selfish in our desires. And, but the, and then there's a difference between being in Jesus and denying what we want and focusing our gaze on his desires. Because like, I don't know if you've kept up with Michael Todd and Transformation Church, but girl, they just did this sermon yesterday or like these past weeks. And it was called Rip Up Your List. And Michael Todd was basically yes. saying, like, you need to stop saying you want a six foot one, 
like, you know, uh, green-eyed, I don't even know, curly-haired basketball player. I don't know what that might be on your, your like, characteristics list, but um, were there some things when it came to your list or did you have a list? Did like, did your yes. husband Danny like <laughs> meet with that or did the Lord humble you? What, what happened? Oh my goodness. It's so funny even now, like thinking back on that list. Cause I genuinely don't really remember things, <laughs> but I remember, uh, yeah, like blue eyes and he has to have this kind of style and <laughs> wear vans and like random things like that. Michaela and I will joke and be like, it's not that those are bad things. Like, you know, some of them are funny and things like that, but they were, some of them were distractions. And honestly, Mm. like I would have never picked Danny out for myself. I mean, I told him for a whole year. It's funny even then, because like I waited and waited and waited and then Danny starts pursuing me and it took me a whole year to get on board with it, which is hilarious too, that we like wait for, and we idolize these things. And then it happens. And I was like, Oh no, this isn't it. Like, wow, this isn't right. And so even then, like we joke, me and my mom, even just this past week, we're joking how like we couldn't have picked out a better guy for me, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I didn't see it for a whole year. Wow. What do you think kept you from seeing that? Was it a list? Was it these unmet expectations that you set and God didn't? Um, yes, I think it was, um, a mix of expectations and fear, like kind mm. of knowing wow. that this actually could be something. And now I'm afraid of it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> when did you know it was God? Like when was it when he started pursuing you? Was there an exact moment? Was it you letting your guard down? What changed everything? Yeah. So we had interned together at a church one summer and I went back to Liberty and he went to MTSU mm-hmm. and in January, I know <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, in January, he wrote me a letter and this is like every girl's dream letter. Like, I want to pursue you. I want to, you're like beautiful because of who God made you inside and out, like everything. And I freaked out. I was like, no, 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 no. This is ah! not Okay. <laughs> So I ran from it for a while and would talk to him, but still was just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know about this. And really at the heart of it, I didn't know new Danny, which sounds crazy because he had been a believer. He was a believer. He loved the Lord. But when he went off to MTSU, there was, he found a lot of freedom Mm -hmm. um, just from his past and shame and was, I think, truly learned how to walk in freedom that year. And I had told him at one point that spring that we would never get married. And we came back to intern again that summer. And there was one night where we stood outside and talked for three hours. And I left that conversation and I called everyone I knew and was like, I'm going to marry Danny. Like, there's no question about it. I'm going to marry him. And so that was the moment I knew. Wow. Oh, it's like a movie. (laughs) But in the moment. Yeah, in the moment <laughs> leading up, it didn't feel like it did it. Mm-mm. No, it was oh. it was a lot, and there was. I mean, we trust me when I say we have all the issues, and we still are still learning each other and learning how yeah. to navigate being parents and being married and parents and grief and him losing his dad and there's there's so many things just about life. Yeah, um, 
that we'll always be navigating and learning each other. And that's where I love the journal too, because I think I started it last spring when I got pregnant. And it's been so sweet to even just pray more intentionally over him, Mm. even being four years married, you know? Yeah. And I bet even in this season of just grieving and trying to be there for him in a new way that you're praying prayers that you didn't think that you'd have to pray four years into marriage. Oh my goodness. Not at all. You know, marriage is hard and then add in a baby and it's hard and then add in grief and it's hard. But I think there's the perspective in that too, is that it's such a gift and Mm. there's so much joy in that. And we talk about for better or for worse. And I, this has been one of the worst seasons, but it's been sweet to see how God makes it better through, you know what I mean? Like through each other. There's, there's so many gifts in that as well. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And it, you said for better, for worse. And it made me think of like one of these front first pages of this journal. And, um, oh, it's so sweet. It says, first of all, your calligraphy, Taylor Hardy, you have the, like, <laughs> the most beautiful gifts and your calligraphy just lights up these pages. But it says, pick a verse or passage of scripture to pray over your marriage. Do you have like a specific passage or verse that you guys as a couple have just cling to, clung, cling, whatever the word is, <laughs> clinged to um, <laughs> over the past four years? Yeah. So we have, I feel like a couple different verses that have kind of stuck out in different seasons. Uh, but the one that we've had since we've been married and since, uh, especially since walking through his dad's cancer and loss and all mm. of that, I'm not even going to get the reference right, but it's in this world, you will have trouble, but take mm. trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It's kind of not the typical verse you would think of when like looking at a marriage, but I think just from day one, there's been trouble and life and the world and conflict and things like that. And the one thing we both can kind of cling to in all of that is just to take heart and know Mm. that he is in control over our marriage, over our parenting, over loss, over work, over ministry. And just being able to cling to that helps us kind of surrender what we put on each other and just the ability to, to walk in freedom and not make each other our God or um, kind of get angry at our circumstances, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, no, that is powerful. Girl, Michael Todd has, I've been talking about him a lot, but I just, I love him. I love it. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta ask you this because I obviously am not married and have not like seen this play out, but he has this um, little like I guess a little list or system of, of how he says, like, you know, the song says first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby. Well, Michael Todd puts it out as you're single and then dating, engaged, married, and then comes love. Like how, how has that kind of played out in your marriage? If it has like, and then you repeat, you are, you know, single again and just being with the Lord and dating. How have y'all just like walked through that? Yeah. So. I would say it's interesting. So we only dated for three months. Oh, you did? So Yeah, we only dated for three months, and then we were wow. engaged for six, and then we were married. When you know, you know. <laughs> when you know, you know. <laughs> and it's funny because I think it was totally the Lord. But then, like, while we're, I was 21, and while you're navigating – that season, you're also, I felt like I was learning Danny for the very first time. 
Mm. And I, I tell people all the time, I don't think you can truly know somebody until you're married anyways. Like, of course you're going to know a lot about them, but you're also going to see a lot about them when you get married too. And so I would never, ever change getting married when we did. But I would say definitely that the emotions and the like whole fairy tale feeling of it, I wouldn't say fades because that's not the word. But when you step into the reality, like things do change. But over time, like especially in the past four years, I can see like I love Danny more than I ever have Hmm. through the mundane, like day to day, doing dishes, going on walks and being parents together and watching him be a dad and going through the really hard days and fighting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the hard things that built our marriage. I think most often we kind of think it's the like good things and the Instagram worthy things Mm -hmm. and the pictures and the, the fun that do. And those are like the fun things and the good things are so important and so beautiful too. But it truly has been like the hardest things that have built like our marriage and our love for each other. Wow. Yeah. It's those little moments that are truly the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Sister, that is so good. Okay, this may be getting a little personal, but I got to ask you because this is something like I'm trying to like get better at in this season of like preparing for my my husband. It, like, girl, it's become so much more real when your best friend falls in love and like you're watching her try on wedding dresses. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my like, goodness. what is happening? So I know. Oh. So our girl, Emma, is, you know, going to be getting married in the next year. And so that's been so exciting for me. But also I'm over here like, oh, wow, I need to, like, be praying more intentionally. And I need to go (laughs) get on that treadmill and spiritually feel good. So what was something in your season of singleness, like, leading up to dating Danny and then, you know, marrying him, like, six months later, you know, um, that you were like, I need to truly like deny myself in. Hmm. Let's see. That was like five, five years ago. So I'm trying to think. <laughs> You've slept since then. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, it's hard to say because I don't think there was a lot I didn't notice a lot of my really selfish tendencies until we got married. And so I don't think this is going to sound bad, but in the moment of singleness, I would have been really prideful and told Mm -hmm. you that I had it all together and that I was going to be, I I do remember thinking like I was going to be the perfect wife. And man, let me tell you, it was humbling (laughs) to realize that that was not the case. (laughs) Wow. So I, I would say to, if you're in that season and you're kind of wondering like, what is, you know, keeping me from walking with the Lord and, and, you know, singleness is such a gift of a season. It's so fun. It is. And I remember like, when I got married, of course, I love being married, but I was like, I should have had more sleepovers and I should have hung out with my friends and done this. And, you know, even spending time in the word looks different. And especially then when you have a baby, like, man, I don't know the last time I had like uninterrupted time <laughs> just to sit there. 
which is a gift. Like I'm so thankful for all of that. But I would tell myself if I was back in that season Hmm. to enjoy it, to spend time with my friends, to spend time in the word and to ask God to reveal those things that could potentially be bad seeds in your marriage one day Mm. because they may not show up until later like mine did. Yeah. I would, I would just ask and, and let God reveal those things that, that could potentially keep you from walking with him in that season or, um, be something that could be a potential problem in your marriage one day. That was, that was literally my next question was what, what is something that you'd tell yourself? That's so good because I, I love this season of singleness. There are so many things that the Lord can do in this season that he can't do in others. And that was something Mm -hmm. that I've been really like marinating on is serving the season that I'm in. And it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well I'm in quarantine and I am in my house with my family. Like, I feel like I'm 16 again. (laughs) And it's like, okay, how can I serve this season? love my family well and grow, even if I'm in different soil than I thought I would be in. And so I'm just, I'm super like thankful and excited for what the Lord can do. And he hears all of these prayers. And so that's what's, what's so beautiful. And I think too, Taylor, like if I'm being honest for the longest time, I was like scared. I don't know if scared is actually the right word, but like, I guess it is like just kind of scared to pray for my future mm-hmm. husband. I don't know why or what that came from. Maybe it's from immaturity. Maybe it's from not g- knowing God's word enough and thinking that that another person would complete me. I, I don't know. But I think now I'm getting to a place with the Lord that I'm feeling so secure in him mm-hmm. that I'm I'm never like whole, whole, like we're, we're on the process of sanctification. <laughs> but I'm Amen. getting, yes, but I'm getting to a place where it's like, okay, I I can pray for you. Like you're an actual person out there. And the more like, it's so beautiful. Like I, you've probably like felt this too, but the more that you get to know him and like, he changes your desires. Like the things that I'm praying for are things that I never thought I would be praying for in someone. Right. And what I want my future to look like and what I think he has planned for my future because the things that are on my heart, girl, I wouldn't put that on my heart. Like, Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yes. And that. That is just like the beautiful thing of walking through that journal and just seeing where God meets you. And I think it can be scary to ask God for things. Mm. And even even Danny and I were talking about this the other day because he was like, you know, losing my dad, it feels like my prayers weren't answered. Mm. And his word tells us that God hears us and hears our prayers and yeah. he answers them. And so we are kind of in this weird season of wondering how God answers them when it feels like he didn't answer them the way I wanted him to. And so I feel like in anything, when you're asking God for your husband or for your children or um, for healing, it can be a scary thing at the thought of what if he doesn't answer them the way I want them to be answered. Wow. And resting in the truth that his his plans do work together for the good of those who love him. Mm-hmm. And whether we see that on this side of heaven or in eternity, we know he is good mm-hmm. regardless. And he does answer the prayers. It just may not be exactly how we want them or how we expected them to be, which is a scary thing to, to surrender. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's something we have to 
we have to surrender. Like there's part of me, that was something that I was laying in bed the other night, Taylor. I don't know why, but some, like, I think as a two, I'm not going to blame this on my Enneagram, but sometimes <laughs> as a two, like, I feel like I always need to be doing something to like help people. And if I don't like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm not doing anything for the kingdom and I'm not good enough. And I'm like, listen, Georgia Brown, you don't need to be like, on Instagram TV or I, whatever, Instagram live at one o'clock in the morning, preaching the gospel, you need to go to bed. Like, so I was having one of those <laughs> moments where I'm like feeling not good enough. And I had to rest in his truth of just like sitting in his presence for a minute and being still and knowing that he is God and, and sitting there and just asking him to, to take all of my heart. And he rem- like the Holy spirit totally spoke to me and was like, Georgia, you're yeah. telling people all the time to just, just seek the Lord wholeheartedly. You'll like, you'll find the Lord when you seek him with all of your heart. And I just remember the Holy spirit being like, why are you holding on? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Mm. Like in that moment, like it didn't, it's not huge. Like in the grand scheme of life, it, it's not like this huge mountain or Valley. It was just a little, like a little pebble that I kind of tripped over but the Holy Spirit caught me and was like, you need to go through your phone and, and delete mm-hmm. those pictures of those memories that you love, but they're not, they're not love. Like you need to go delete, you mm-hmm. know, a couple of those friends that aren't your friends off the internet. You need to, you know, stop watching that TV show that you love, but it's not honoring me, you know? And so just even those little things, mm-hmm. like that's a part of just sanctifying our hearts in obedience. So he can give us better things. And we may not understand why that TV show isn't great for us to watch in the moment, but like, Oh yeah. I'm going to choose obedience over my, my pleasure in this season. Oh, for sure. And isn't it crazy when you like, I like, was that God? And then you're like, yeah, it was God. (laughs) He would not have, I would not, if I have, Danny always says like, if you have to question it, then then you know the answer. And I'm like, oh, you're right. (laughs) That's so good because no lie, the next day I was like getting on the treadmill about to, you know, I usually like watch a show while I'm on the treadmill because then at the commercial breaks, if it's on Hulu or something, I can do some like squats or whatever, you know, get the best of both worlds. Right. And I was like, "Mm," I started to open that app and I was like, did the Lord really say for me not to watch that show? Right. And, and then I went and then literally my, my mind went back to the garden. Did, did God really say not oh, to yep. eat that? And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. conviction. Oh, yes. I feel like sin always starts with doubting God's word and doubting that like his ability. And it can be in the smallest things. And I think that is the, just the kind of thing to cling to even while praying over your husband or praying over anything is to back it up with the word of God and, you know, read his word and add scripture into those pages and pray scripture over your husband. Mm. Um, Because that's where God is. You know, I always hear people say like, I just don't hear God. And I'm like, well, are you reading the one thing like where his words are just everywhere? Like, are you doing it? Because that is where he's going to meet you. Even even when you don't feel like it and even when it doesn't feel great or you're reading Leviticus and it's a bunch of laws and you don't understand it at all. Like God will meet you in his word every time. That's so good because if you know him and you know his word, he doesn't promise that he'll be six feet tall. He doesn't promise that he'll be athletic, but if you know him, you can see through your earthly lens, you can start to see his heavenly lens in who those people are that he would want you to be 
conjoined alongside. Mm -hmm. And he wants you to have someone that is a spiritual leader and someone that is a Christian and someone, you know, that would love you. And, you know, it's like read first Corinthians 13, read first Corinthians 12 too, to see what it looks like to be in the church and just, Oh, Oh yeah. That's Mm -hmm. so fun. Wow. And that is the thing too. Like with every, every single quality in a guy, like you're never going to meet this perfect Christian guy who meets every box. And so even in praying for those things, just pray like that. You know, I always said like high expectations are a good thing when you're talking like equally yoked and passionate about the same things and believing in the same things and called to the same things. But if, if he meets those things, if he loves the Lord, then he doesn't have to meet all these other things too. Like God is going to knit those things together and work that together. There's just beauty and excitement in, in all of it and growing with the Lord in those seasons. Oh, yes. You're so right. That's just so good. And Taylor, I just, I just love you. And I love just the woman that you are and how you love your husband and how you're just so intentional with, with everything that you do. Like not just your marriage, like with your business, with, with your little baby, like in everything you do and with your own heart in the Lord. That's something that I really admire about (laughs) you is you just, you do love wholeheartedly. Like, and if you don't know the answer, you go to scripture, like Mm -hmm. you back everything up with his word. And that's all you want to do is equip people with knowing him genuinely. And that's what I love about Shiloh Collect. Yeah. Oh, you're just, you're just incredible. Thank you, Georgia. You're the sweetest. <laughs> oh, I just love you. And so, Taylor, I'm super pumped because I'm turning 21 on May 17th, and we're going to be doing Woo. a giveaway. And <laughs> Taylor and Shiloh Collect has given us a husband journal to put in our birthday giveaway. Yeah. So that will be on my Instagram. So totally be on the lookout for that giveaway. But where can all of our pals find this incredible journal and all sorts of other resources? Yes. So if you just go to www.shilocollect.com, There'll be a little shop tab and you can go there. And also on our husband prayer, um, when you click on it, they like on the link to shop, there is a button you can click to go read about how to pray over your husband, uh, categorized by what season you're in. Mm. Um, we just gave some like specific advice for different seasons because it does look a little different for each season that you're in. So you can check that out as well. Um, just to get a little, a little info on what that looks like, whether you're single or married or in between. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to go check that out right now because <laughs> I am uh, single. We will go into that single box and check uh, <laughs> that right off, won't we? Yes. And also, what's your Instagram so all of our pals can follow you? Shiloh Collect. Ooh, you better hit the follow yep. button and like all their pictures yes. because it's all incredible. So Taylor, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Georgia. I'm so excited to have been here. Oh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.